This is a We Are On We production. Yeah, welcome back. Welcome back to the Omni Talk podcast. This is, I guess this is the start of season two. So we had the pilot season, which was just, you know, feeling out what it is. And then the second season, which was feeling out what it is. We went back and forth from one episode a week to two. You know, a few interviews in there, some good interviews. I think we did some. I think we did some pretty good ones there. I hope you guys think think the same. But you know, but now we've sort of figured things out, put out a few best bits of that season, and we're on to season two, mixing things up between some guests, and you know, the OG crew with Chris and Hayden, and, and got Retro in there a few times as well. So it's it's all coming together. I think. I think it's starting to come together as, as actual something. So, the first episode back is me and Chris, which I recorded earlier today, and it is we're talking about video games. And we definitely didn't re- start recording before this, and I didn't have my mic on properly, and it was recording through my shitty laptop mic. So, yeah, enjoy. Hey Chris, welcome back to the podcast. Hey Matt, welcome back to the podcast. We didn't record for fucking 30 minutes and didn't fucking record because I'm an idiot and had it on the wrong mic, did it? So yeah, someone's an idiot and yeah. is never prepared for this sort of thing, yeah. See, this used to happen back in the day as well, so when we recorded in the basement of my... We probably lost two out of three sessions because, you know, someone was incompetent. Yeah, I think that person who was incompetent was me, if you, if you listeners don't understand who we're talking about. Um, no, it, it was Brad. Yeah, no, yeah, Brad. That's why he left. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what I was going to say was, um, I have like two or three podcasts that are completely like you know full hour long episodes that are just sitting there in the vault, but the audio is completely fucked up on them. Like you know, they're really good conversations. You can hear them all right, but the sound quality is dog shit. And I'll never, I might release them exclusively later down the line, but they're just horrible quality. I couldn't release them. Then again, every single episode of that pilot season that we put out was probably pretty dog shit as well. There's no doubt about that. Uploaded any of that, yeah. Yeah. Should we? You know, if you're listening to this, go back and listen to that whole pilot season. Tell us what you think. No, please don't. It's really bad. It's it's dog shit. It really is. Um, it's it's the beginnings. It's the beginnings. That's what it is. You have to see it for what it is. Um, do you think? listening to the beginnings of like somebody's like you like like let's, let's say back in the day like even well actually you can the yogs cast their really early episodes of the yog pod which is i guess yeah. like the easiest um could like not, not consumable but like you can see how they sort of interacted in just that sort of format do you think it's yeah. do you think it's interesting to go back and listen to how they are how they were and how they are now Oh yeah, definitely. Their sounds completely changed. Like I remember watching their podcasts, and it's like, well, it's it's kind of a bit cringe, actually. Like it's very, it, it's a lot like it's a lot like our podcast, you know. It's very experimental, sort of. It doesn't have any footing, but it's getting there. Like you can see the progression over time, and then when they finally found their voice, it was perfect, and they perfected it, or they mastered it. So you know. Because I don't, like it's because the Yog Pod, just like how we are, the Yog Pod is just the podcast of the Yogs Cast, just like how On We Talk is just the podcast of On We, essentially, and like you can't really put a format to that. Do you know what I mean? It's just like talking the shit. It's just a talk show essentially, and it's really hard to like figure out. Like you just got to practice and get good at talking to each other and being entertaining. I think we're getting there. I think we're getting there pretty well. Yeah. And I think it's really good we kicked Brad out because Brad was shit. He didn't know how to talk. We cut. Actually, speaking of, remember the. Um, it was actually going to be the famous CEO's birthday bash episode? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Do you remember that mess of a podcast? That was something. Yeah. Uh, Brad, Brad's just not a podcast guy anymore. And that's okay because he's moved on. He's. Even though we said this in our original recording of this. Brad's moved on. He's got he's got a job. He's a working boy as a checkout chick, and he's got a girlfriend. And he's lost half his body weight. And 
He's looking good, actually. Oh, he's a fit young man now. He is a fit young man. And he used to be a fat slob. I remember going to his house and he'd have like three cans of drink. Empty. And beer. There'd be a few beer bottles there as well. Beer cans. <laughs> he was a he was a bit of a mess. Sorry, Brad, mm. but you were a bit of a um a bit of a mess, yeah. I think but he's really recovered. He's he's really taken life by the balls and he's he's making it his own. I'm very proud of him. Yeah, he's doing he's doing well. I think proud of I hope he's listening to this. I hope he knows we're proud of him, despite all the shit we talk about him. Because we love him with all our hearts. Well, yes. at least I do. Um, let's get into the topic, which... Hey, Chris, can you guess what the topic is for today? Um, is it is it gaming? It is. It's video gaming oh. games. Oh. Ooh. What? How would you have known? We definitely didn't record this for fucking half... Okay, I'm not going into that, that stupid bit again. Um, 24 minutes. <laughs> there was so much good stuff in there too. But let's just rehash all that. Okay, yes. so we've played video games our whole life. We have. Yeah, we've, and we're both pretty much. Pretty much. Um, I'm just trying to think how we're going to go about this without rehashing what we did, even though nobody listened to it. Um, you and I have... We grew up with video different sort of video games, like 100%. Yeah. Like, I guess we sort of... We both started with the PS1. Yeah. And we both started... Like, I started with that Crash Bandicoot 2. Actually, I... Th- now that I think about it, you know, there was Crash in Racing and there was one of the Crash Bandicoot games, but I was also really into Spyro as well. Me and my friend used to play oh, the Spyro. Yes, I remember Spyro. Did you did you play Spyro very often? Yeah, I played Spyro. It was really good. I think it was a quite a good game. So I'm actually very surprised that that... Because Spyro and Crash Bandicoot were not... Like, they were similar sort of... Not similar sort of games, but they were on that sort of same level and in a very similar genre, you know, just that, like story-based, level-based, kid, kiddie-based game, in a way. And yeah, Spy- an RPG. Yeah, exactly. And Spyro's dead. And Crash Bandicoot lives again. Because yeah. there's new game... There's, uh, there is a new Crash Bandicoot game coming out, I believe. Or maybe it's already out. It's it's like a Crash... It's like, it's, it's like a remastered version of the older games, I think. Oh, is it? So it's not a, it's not an original game. It's Yeah, so it's a remaster. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Um, but yeah, so we, we grew up with that, those sort of games and I sort of went off into, I went off into a bit of, um, a bit of Tony Hawk. That was one big game I played. Actually, one game I remember when I was on the PS1 was Scooby-Doo Cyber Chase. And that was one of my absolute favorite games, despite only being able to get to get to level two and then nothing past that. Um, do you, in, cause you lived in, you, we didn't know each other till like, at like at least year six, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Because what I was going to mention was, I used to rent games from, I think it was Civic Video at the time, actually. I think it is. I think it was Civic Video. And whatever PS1 games I could see, I'd rent them and play them. Um, you know, Monsters, Inc., um, shit, shitty, shitty wrestling games, a bunch of games like that. Do you, but there was because yeah. I didn't really have many games of my own. Oh, like I had a handful I actually remember playing FIFA 08. No, was it 08? Might have been like 04, 05 back in the day for like time, like over and over again. I used to play as, I think it was Everton or something. And I used to play as, because I think Everton had, no, it wasn't Everton. It was one of the other, I don't know, one of the other shitty teams. I used to play as Harry Kuehl, who played for Australia. But I used to think his name was, and I don't know how this came about, but I used to call him Harry Kenwell, which makes no sense at all it's just cool with like an n in the middle and what i used to do was i'd play every single game but the only person who was allowed to score was harry kenwell and so if somebody accidentally scored on my team or i got a, a point against me i'd restart the match so i played a whole season with that with them but i was really bad at playing it so all i did was um i would slide tackle and you know if i got a penalty i would just if i got a red card i'll just restart the match actually now that i think about it I didn't restart the match. If I got a yellow or red card, I would just let those players, you know, get suspended or whatever. But if it was Harry Kuehl or Harry Kenwell, I'd make I'd make sure I restart the match. And, you know, Harry Harry Kuehl got like... You might have got like a yellow card a few times, but it was the semi-final and he got another yellow card and that turned into a red card, which means he was banned from the grand final. 
And for some reason, I forgot to restart the game. So Harry Kuehl didn't play in the final game of the of the FA Cup. And he was the only one wow. who scored goals. He, you know, he scored at least 100, 200 goals during that whole season. And I was devastated. I was absolutely That's, devastated. Yeah. That's, wow, childhood ruining that right there. I know, it really is. But as we mentioned before, well, before when we recorded originally, you were a big runescape head. Let's call it that, a mm. runescape head. Yeah. What you... So, RuneScape is... It's an MMORPG, which is a, a, a massive multi-online player role-playing game. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Well, yeah. So, that's... It's... And you, what you were saying before, it's, it's a game that you have to play for a long, long time to sort of do anything. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a long time to achieve things. Like, um doing all of the skills, getting them to like max level and whatnot can take a very, very, very long time, especially if you don't know what you're doing or the best way to do it. It's one of those games where you kind of have to look up tutorials and stuff like that a lot of the time to learn how to do things more efficiently and that sort of stuff. What sort of a game is RuneScape comparable to? Like, is it like a World of Warcraft or a League of Legends or is it quite different to that sort of game? Uh, it's... Pretty similar to like World of Warcraft and that. The whole sort of, you know, you it's a role playing game. It's a massive open world. You can do whatever you like. You don't have to do exactly what everyone else is doing. And you're sort of fending for yourself. Like you have to make your own wealth. Um, you can trade with other players. You train your own skills. That sort of stuff. So yeah. Was that was that the first game that you played like regularly? Like was that the first game that you? Was your go-to game for a long time? Like a lot of kids play just Minecraft or just GTA. Was RuneScape your Minecraft for a long time? Yeah, for about four years, I reckon I played it pretty, pretty regularly, almost almost daily. Uh, I've probably put a few thousand hours into that game. Jesus fucking Christ, that's a lot, a lot of hours into a game. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that is fucking crazy. Jesus yeah. Christ. Um, and I, I, one story I want to tell was I had a PlayStation 1. All my friends had PlayStation 1s. And, you know, mum came home for Christmas. She didn't come home for Christmas. But, you know, it was Christmas time. Oh, here's your present, Maddie. Fucking Xbox. Everyone else is getting PS2s. I'm getting a fucking <laughs> Xbox. It's, it wasn't fucking fair. Two mistakes my mum's made in her life. One was not cutting my hair very well before I was five. And two, buy me an Xbox instead of a PlayStation 2. And she knows these mistakes that she's made. I've told her several times. Mm. And it ruined my life. You're missing a pretty obvious mistake, man. Well, are you, oh, is this mistake my birth? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh you... Oh, bloody slap. In the, that's a knee slapper right there, Chris. That's a knee slapper oh. joke. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, yeah. see, Xbox... So I, I played Simpsons Hit and Run. Which we both agree is one of the great is one of the greatest games. Oh yeah, it's, it's, a, it's one of the best games for its time. Yeah, it's so, awesome. for sure. It's like because there there's not many games that were like a, uh, a TV adaption or even a movie adaption that turned into a game. Had you ever played actually any of the Harry Potter movie games? Yeah, yeah, I remember playing them and they're horrible. I hated them. They really are, aren't they? I can't yeah, believe so clunky and just just not fluid and didn't remind me of the Harry Potter universe at all. No, not at it's all. It's just so strange. Yeah. Oh, just a, it's it was a disgrace to be honest. I don't know. It was probably one of those shitty, those shitty huge studios. Like I think I've got a feeling it was like Warner Brothers Games or something shitty like oh, that. Okay. And they're not known for making game for making good games, not at all. Um, yeah. when, so when I had the Xbox. See, I remember. I'm just trying to think of some of the games I played on the reg. There was, there was that one, Sims Hit and Run. I played lots of of. I believe it was like called SSX Tricky, which was a snowboarding game, and you know, like it was really oh, hip yes. and that, and you know, you'd if you did a yeah, cool thing. I remember that one. Oh, yeah, great game. It was. I remember like yeah. going down the snow and it, like if you do a cool thing, it'll go. It's tricky to rock around, to rock around, to run on time. It's tricky because the name is called SSX Tricky, so they had to include something big in the game to do with tricky, mm. and they did. Mm. Good on them. 
pretty good game though. It was a very good um, franchise for sure. Um, I remember playing a lot of... On the Xbox, what did I play? I can't even think what I played anymore. Actually, one thing I did, I put a lot of music on my Xbox. And I used to play my music during my games. You know, I'll be playing Tony Hawk and instead of like the regular, you know, ACDC or anything like that, I'll be playing a bit of... Okay, I was a bit, I was a bit of a gay kid. Um, Missy Higgins, that's what I used to play. Oh. Actually, to be honest, I like Missy Higgins, but as a kid, mm. that's a bit gay. Uh, for a 10-year-old kid listening to Missy Higgins instead of listening playing, to ACDC. I'm just trying to picture this in my head. You're just like rocking out to Missy Higgins playing SXX. Mm. Like just doing some, oh, that's so tricky. And then Missy Higgins just, oh, yeah, it's putting pr- one out in the cr- background. I was a bit of a cringy kid, especially mm. with games like that. Um mm. I used to play a lot of um, the, because you know I'm obviously I'm a big wrestling fan, as we all know, all my all my big fans know, and I used to play a lot of Scripted. the. Oh fuck you, oh. um, and I used to play a lot of the, the video games, and some of the older ones are just horrible. The gameplay is clunky. You would like yeah. go to throw someone, and then they would like go, th- like a lot of glitches. There's a, there's a good. It was a very good game for a lot of like different glitches and all that sort of stuff. What sort of games did you play during your primary school years, Chris? Because RuneScape was your, most of your high school experience. What was your primary school experience with video games? Uh, well, yeah, like like you were saying, we used to rent vid- like games and stuff from like, I think we got it from Video Easy, mm. I think it was. Yeah, so we'd always go there. I think we got to go there once a week and we'd get one or two games and we got to borrow them for the weekend and whatnot, so... It was a lot of fun. And we also knew a lot of friends through school that also played a lot of video games. Mm. So we'd trade amongst each other for games. So that was also pretty cool. Um, mm. But yeah, we sort of played a bit of everything. Like I remember, yeah, lots of Crash Bandicoot to begin with. And then we sort of moved on to like, yeah, Tony Hawk and that sort of thing. And um, I also remember in the afternoons after school, I'd have to go down to the PCYC. Mm to wait for my mum to finish work of an afternoon she finished at like 5 30 6 o'clock and she'd come and pick me up from there so i'd walk from school to the pcyc yeah and they had like this playstation room there where they had like four ps2 set up and you could just like pick a game and play oh, so, shit. Like, every afternoon after school i'd go there and i'd just pick a random game and just play it and that sort of stuff and then i was i was sort of getting into like a lot of some some of the really early first person shooters for console, some of the um racing games, that sort of stuff. So I pl- I played like a pretty broad range of like PlayStation console games during that yeah time of my life. So that was pretty cool. Interesting, because that just it, a big epiphany there. Um, a lot of well, not me specifically. I didn't play a lot of them, but you and a lot of our friends, a lot of people our age, were big fans of those first person shooters, specifically COD. And because, like, over the years, and it's sort of died down now, but there's a lot of, like, really faggy COD kids. Like, even some of our friends were very faggy <laughs> COD kids. Oh, yeah. Were you a faggy COD kid? Um, I probably was. <laughs> but I don't, I don't, well, yeah, I did play COD quite a lot. When I had my Xbox 360, mm. when I got that, COD was, like, one of the first games I got. And the whole time I was playing Xbox, I was playing COD with just kids from school. And I never really, really enjoyed COD. It was just what everyone else was playing. So I was like, yeah, okay, I'll play it. And I wasn't terrible at it. I was half decent. I wasn't the best or anything. Um, I'd always play with Matt Wormsley. Uh, and he, yes. he's, like, he's he's the COD kid. <laughs> he was like max prestige, golden guns. He was like, you know, he was the ki- he was the go-to guy. And we'd always do like 1v1 sniper matches and whatnot. And it towards the end there, I was getting to the point where, you know, I could almost beat him 50-50. So like it was, we were almost, we were never evenly matched, but I was getting to the point where I could almost, you know, compete with him. So it was pretty good. Because he, so, he is one who... Cause he was like he was really into his games. He had a he had a three sixty. He had a he had a, he was one who had a PS two then a three sixty. And yeah, I remember he had his YouTube channel and he used to upload some you know a few trick shots there on COD with a you yeah. know a bit of um you know oh was it like Breaking Benjamin in the background or Three Days Grace or something like that. And he did the same with with FIFA as well with his like his good goals and that. And that's it's funny that that huge that huge like YouTube culture of games and it's like oh. 
like you like let's upload our trick shots and all that and then that turned into people doing let's plays so specifically minecraft and i think i still think minecraft is the biggest like game on youtube like it's the most hours well the most minutes of any video game is minecraft Probably, yeah, I reckon there'd be a few others up there. Like GTA nowadays is fairly popular with people streaming, or not streaming it, putting on in YouTube and stuff like that. And a lot of the older ga- oh, older games where people would do tutorials, like a lot, RuneScape even. Oh, really? There's a lot of YouTube videos up about that, like all the tutorials and stuff like that. But definitely, yeah, playthroughs and like series, Minecraft is probably the biggest one. Were you a Minecraft head? fan big fan i got into it for a little while and kind of it was one of those games where we played it we got really good at it and we sort of reached the end point and there's sort of they stopped making fresh content for it so it was just sort of renewing lots of old content playing all of those older mods and just mixing it up a bit and for me it got to the point where it was just bland like i'd already done it all so it was like well i don't really see the point in doing it all again See, I know that's what Brad's doing now. He's playing a lot of COD, not COD, Minecraft recently. Has there been a new, like, research in, like, different mods and different packs and all that sort of stuff? Well, I think I think Brad's sort of doing... There's these very hardcore mod packs, mm. which basically makes the game a million times more difficult and you need to know exactly what to do, when to do it, all this sort of stuff. And he's playing Project Ozone, I think. Mm. Um, the newest one and he's doing it on like legendary difficulty so everything is like incredibly hard like everything is so super late game to do really basic things he's been playing it for months now i think and he's only just gotten to the point where you could probably get to in a week of playing it just regular difficulty so it's pretty insane it's just yeah that level of difficulty for him it's worthwhile playing because it's you know you've you've earned it you've worked towards it so that's very interesting actually like it's a whole different dimension to playing a game because minecraft as you said like there's no new like minecraft is the game and it's like there's no new minecraft games it's just like adding new things to the game like new mods new sort of thing and it's like those get like games like that like that league of legends like um world of warcraft like even like hearthstone and that it's like it's the same game it's just like they base the whole game on like doing new packs new updates and that's how they keep making money off the same game like all these like like for example all these nba games that are just like each year you have to buy a new game and all the fifa games each year you have to buy the new thing yeah. It's like it's like a completely different sort of um, model of releasing a game. Like, but like yeah. I like I prefer I prefer games where it's like you know you just have to update it, and then like you know you've got the new shit rather than having to buy a whole brand new fucking game. Like, obviously I wouldn't mind paying for like little updates and little different things, but like having to buy like spend like because brand new games some of them like a depending where you buy it from like between like eighty and a hundred and twenty dollars at least yeah for like the triple a titles at the moment yeah there was a um are they what was the last game you played uh very recently oh actually yeah probably the last game i've played is colony colony it, like j- had just come out and it was like i saw some people playing it and it was like oh yeah i'll, I'll get that we'll play that and I played it that afternoon, and within three hours, I'd already reached the point where I was, I'd basically done all of the content that was in the game. Mm. So it was just like, oh, okay, I'll just wait for them to release content because it was in like, pre, it's in pre-release. So like, they're, they've just created the game and they're just adding to it. They basically just put it out there for people to buy and play it and like test it for them. So it's like beta, yeah. A lot of um, that's a lot of that's how Steam is has been really working. Like, it's, like, a lot of developers, they just develop the game, release it on beta, people pay, like, 10 bucks for it, and, like, obviously, like, that's, that's, because that, is Ark still in beta? Hayden and I were talking about this. Is Ark still in beta now? Uh, no, I think they've just, I think last month they've released it as a full game. Have you played it since it's a full game? No, I haven't played it. 
in a while, but I've put hundreds of hours into that game throughout its development. Like I picked it up three years ago when it was like ten or fifteen bucks when there wasn't when there wasn't much in the game at all, and I've played it throughout the entire time for like pretty much every update. I'd go back to it and play the new content. How crazy! Like I'm, is I'm that? an arc veteran. You're an arc crazy, veteran. Yeah. It's crazy how you put so much, so many hours into a game that cost you fifteen bucks and it was a beta version. Like how crazy yeah. is that? Yeah, I, I got oh, actually. I'll check how many hours I put into that game right now. Like, with with that actually, can you see easily how many hours you put into a, like what's the most hours you put into different into different games on your Steam? Yeah. You get, like, give us, like, tell us that. Because it's very interesting to see how long people spend on different games. Alright, so, Ark Survival Evolved, I've got 631 hours. Shit, so that was three years ago, wasn't it? You got that. I think it was about three years ago, yeah. Mm. So, yeah, since then they've done the whole Scorched Earth expansion pack. That was a couple hundred hours right there. Mm. Um, the base game, all the different... Because they, it was a very, it's a very heavily modded game as well. Mm. And because they'd add new maps, new dinos, all that sort of stuff, it adds a ton of replayability, mm. which is really good. That's a very key. Uh, that's a very key thing in games, replayability. Like, with Grand Theft Auto, you just get over it. You really do. Like, a lot of that yeah. stuff, there's only so much you can really do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like um, DayZ, mm. another game I played a bit of. I got 138 hours in that, which isn't too much so what is what is daisy though what is, so is that a mod is that was like what it is what is daisy yeah it started out as a mod for armor 2 hmm. it was basically a mod where they made it open world and it's an rpg game where you're playing a survivor in this post-apocalyptic world hmm. in russia um you basically got to scavenge for to survive like you've got to find food you've got to find weapons you have to defend um, yourself against other players that want to steal your loot to survive and there's also zombies that sort of stuff there's the infection um and it all it'd go by um real world time mm. so if you logged in during the night it'd be nighttime in the game so it was sort of that sort of next level of to me it felt like real like you could just immerse yourself in the game because it felt so real well it was a pretty clunky game, but, yeah. you know. But I get, I get you, yeah. Yeah, it was very cool. No, that's interesting. I've Because I've heard so many good things about DayZ. Never had a chance to play it. I've seen bits of gameplay on it, but it seems like quite... For what it is, because it's a mod, that's pretty fucking good for that. Mm, yeah, definitely. And then, yeah, they made a full game out of it. It's crazy. Right out of a mod. That's interesting. Like, it's, it's just a, it's a modded game turning into its own game. Is that legal? Is, like, do... Like, I think, yeah, because yeah. they, they asked the people who created Armour, I think, if they could borrow their engine, and then they released um, their own game. Mm. And I think they pay royalties to the people who created the Armour 2 engine or something uh, like that. Okay. There's ways to work around it. So Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and like other games, I remember, yeah, a big game I played probably, oh, this would have been around the same time as RuneScape. I got into the Elder Scrolls, um, oh, Oblivion. of course. I played three or four hundred hours of that game. Like, I played a ton of that. It was, it's probably, if I had to pick a favorite game, it would be Elder Scrolls Oblivion. Why is Just that? Just because it was, it was... Oh, it was just one of the best RPGs I've ever played. Like, it was just such an awesome world. Like, it's such a good concept. And I love I love the Elder Scrolls games, like Skyrim. I played a ton of that. I played a few hundred hours of that. And it's just it's just such a good-feeling RPG. Like, they're so well-made. Because there's a period of time there where Skyrim was one of the, the... Like, it was the game. That was the game everybody was talking about, everybody was playing. Yeah. And it all, from what I, from what I know, because I've like I've seen bits and pieces of it. I've seen a lot of um, like, I've seen a lot of, like a few let's plays on it. And it's a very, it seems like you know, it's one of those games you have to put a lot of those hours into to sort of move on. So do you play as the one? Like, how does what's the story of it of of Skyrim? Of Skyrim, yeah. So you're the Dragonborn, mm. which is like. It, like, with the Elder Scrolls games, mm. every game is region-specific. Like, Skyrim is 
about the area on in Tamriel called Skyrim, mm. which is like where the dragons once lived and all this sort of stuff. Mm. And basically, you you start the game as the dragonborn, mm. where there's this whole thing where the dragons are coming back. They're like rising from the dead because um, the main bad guy of the whole thing, the big dragons like raising the dragons from the dead and like yeah and you have as the dragonborn you have to stop them from like taking over and that sort of stuff so that's basically it are there any other games that you put a lot of put a lot of time into um uh, yeah i played a lot of pubka recently like the whole player unknowns battlegrounds played that for a little while that's a big thing on youtube at the moment it's a it's a game that all i see all these let's players playing all these games yeah. playing. So what is yeah. it? It's what is it? What is what is um, PUBG? Like what is PUBG? It's a battle royale mm. game. So it's basically yeah, a hundred people get put into a map, and it's basically just the last man standing or the last team standing wins. So it's just fend for yourself, kill as many people as you can, just be the last people alive. That's it. It's so simple, but it's such a fun game. And like, because every single match you play is different. Because you'll land in a different spot, you'll get different loot, there's different players, mm. all this stuff. Like, the map's the same, so you can learn where to go to find better quality loot and stuff like that. But it's always going to be different. You're never going to have exactly the same experience, which makes it really fun. And that's why watching streamers playing this game is very fun, because it's always different. And then they can add their humor and their banter to it and all that sort of stuff, and it makes it very entertaining. Interesting. Yeah. See, I was one. I, we talked about this in a very, very old podcast, and it was we're talking about. We, I got you guys to guess the top ten best-selling video games of all time, and I'm not going to get make you guess it, but the top. Th- this is the top ten. So number one is Tetris, yeah. with 170 million sales. Minecraft is second, 122 million. Wii Sports at 82 million. Grand Theft Auto Five at 80. Super Mario Bros. at 40. Mario, Mario Kart Wii at 36. Wii Resort at 33. Pokemon Red, Green, and Blue, 31. New Super Mario Bros. at 30. And New Super Mario Bros. Wii at 30. Now, the only titles in there that weren't... Because it says on here... I'm looking on Wikipedia, the greatest source of information. Um... <laughs> Eight out of those ten games were shipped with a console. As in, you know, when you buy the Wii, you get Wii Sports. When you get, um, yeah. like, the Xbox, you get Minecraft. When you get the Xbox, you get Grand Theft Auto V. Um, Pokemon Red, Green, and Blue, and the first new Super Mario Bros. on DS, they were games that were never shipped with the, with the console. So it's funny to like, yeah. oh, these are the most selling games. But like a lot of these were you had to buy the console. Like you bought the console, you get the game. Like does that really count? Do you know what I mean? Well, for some people, you buy the game and the reason... It's like some people some people will buy the game because it's on the console and sort of thing. So it's like just incentive for them to buy that console because they want that game. So it's like, well... I'd say half of the sales probably, you know, aren't deserving. Like, they're not, you know, you're just giving it to people, so what's the point? Mm. Yeah. That is, like, it's a, it makes, it's a good marketing strategy. There's no doubt about that. No doubt yeah. about that at all. Um, in the top, because I'm looking at the top 50, there's a lot of interesting games in there. Elder Scrolls is 11 at 30 million. San Andreas at 27 million which is more than Vice City was and more than 4 was as well. Mm, which is okay. which is interesting as well. Call the, the first call, Modern Warfare 3 is the the highest Call of Duty one there at 26 million. Um yeah. Nintendogs on Nintendo DS 23 million, one of my favorite games from my childhood, Nintendogs, you know, playing those little oh doggies. Um Terraria, did you ever play Terraria? Yeah, I played Terraria. Cuz that was like 20, that's twenty million sales ads. That's more of a. It's a. What I can see is like a. It's like an action and like a sandbox sort of game. Sort of like is that because Minecraft's a sandbox game as well, isn't it? It's it's kind of like a platformer. Mm. Yeah, 
what do you say? What do you do in Terraria? Like, what sort of like is it like just it's, building and like exploring in a way, sort of thing? Well, think, think, yeah, platforming Minecraft, but with tons more depth in regards to monsters and craftables. Interesting, because it's yeah, it's yeah. a game I've never, it's, I've never played it. I don't even it, like it's one game that like I never really like thought of. That'd be a huge game. Um, there are a few racing games in this top five. And one of them is Need for Speed, Most Wanted. And the other is <laughs> Gran Turismo 3, which is like one of those really traditional racing games. Yeah. Because yeah. there's a like it's a huge market for those racing games. It's a very like, you know, male sort of game. Um, and The Sims is here too, at sixteen million. There's <laughs> Frogger's in here, Wii Fits in here. I'm I'm surprised Pokemon is not as big as um Super Mario Bros. Or anything like that. Like, mm. it's up there. 33 million. But you would have thought that over time, that game would have, like, you know... Oh, well, then again, Pokemon's one of those games where it's, you know, there's a new one, like, every few years. Yeah. Same with, like... It's sort of, yeah. It's up and down all the time. Yeah. Um, do you, do you want to... I really want to... Like, I've discussed this with Hayden. I really want to make games. And on we... I think we've discussed this before as well at one stage. On we... Um, on Wii Games, like a gaming studio, is something I really want to do down the line. What is, like, what sort of, if you, like, if you were put in a position where, okay, I'm going to pay you a million dollars to make a video game, where would you start? What sort of game would you start to make? Do you have, a, would is there anything that, like, that would, that sticks out in your head? Well, I love open world games, and they're usually the most successful just because you're giving that play the player freedom, you're not directing them down a specific path. For most people, that for like seasoned gamers, that's a much better way. Like with Ark, Minecraft, Elder Scrolls, that sort of stuff, they're all open world. They have a ton of development needed to make a good game, but the end product, if done well, can be incredibly good. It really can. And it's one of those yeah. games where, like, I guess... It's a bit different with Grand Theft Auto, but a lot of those games, you know, Ark, Minecraft, it's a game you can just update and update and update and expand the world, expand the world for years, literally. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It's it's not one of those games that is released yearly, like COD and all that sort of stuff that doesn't have much modding going into it because it, there's no point because it'll become irrelevant so soon. Whereas with these large games that are constantly being updated, it's relevant for a very long time, for years, like five years or so at a time. And if, yeah, if they're on a brand new engine and that sort of stuff that's going to stand the test of time and future consoles, it's it can be a very, very, very good game. Like, if you know how to market it and everything, you can make a killing from that. Oh, God, yeah. And the one, the one thing is, like, you've got, like, a, a, like, how long do you want this game to sort of be, like... Like, you know what I mean? Like, so Grand Theft Auto, like, there's only so much you can do with that one world. Like, you could you could keep expanding it and, like, adding more stuff to it and adding more characters and all that sort of stuff. But, like, the thing with, like, Minecraft and Ark, it's not really story-based, you know what I mean? Like, there's different tasks and there's different, um, like, mods and that that add to it. But, like, what is the type of game that you want to make that like because you, you really have to depend on you really have to decide like is this going to be a game that's going to like be yeah, there for like five years and we'll make another one or is it going to be a game that we have for like 10 15 years like how minecraft is becoming because that's a game where they can just continually update it continually add mods like would you rather do a game that like would you rather do a game that's like you know every five years is a new one or like something like a minecraft where you can just con continually add mods yeah, I'd prefer to do like a one-off where it's like put all of your effort into one game where it's a specific, it's it's a concept, it's a whole concept. It's not just fragments of a concept that you're going to release over years and years and years in different games. It's like I'd put it all in one so there's it's fresh, it's new, and it's something that's going to renew itself for years to come. It's not just going to be replaced every year that sort of thing what sort of game would that be then like because you've got to do something new you can't do something that's been done a million times so like that's sort of like that classic like league of legends world of warcraft that's been done to death um 
Minecraft. Well, has it been though? Has it been done to death? Could you sort of do that sort of thing, but better? I guess, yeah. If you had, if you had the time and you know the, the ideas, you definitely could. You could make something similar to Minecraft, or using the same, same, you know, same stuff as Minecraft hmm. and make a better game. But it's kind of for most people, they've played so much Minecraft that now they just go, oh. It's just a Minecraft parody or a spin-off. Yeah. There's no real point playing it because I know it's what, what it's going to be like. So you kind of have to make it fresh. Otherwise, they're just not going to be interested. To make it fresh, do you need a story? Or could you, like, for example, could you start it like it's so it's the one game and there's a story here and then you just continually add stories over time. Or, like, not even just stories, but, like, different routes you can take and different tasks you can do and different characters added can you do that? Yeah, definitely, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely, you can do that. It's, it's not against the rules. Like with RuneScape, they did that for a very long time. When they started the game, it was quite basic. There was only like 20 quests or something like that. There was only a f- handful of skills. And then just over years and years and years, 10 or so years, they've just added so much to the game, whether it be skills, whether it be places or quests, NPCs, all these different all of these different things you can do they've just added over the years and it just keeps bringing people back to the game because it's like the thing i if i created a game like i'm all like i would really like to make a not a grand theft auto but like a it's a game set in like modern times our times and it's like it's real people and it's but like the world is bigger than what grand theft auto is do you know what i mean like there's so much you could do with, like, if you had the time and the resources to create something that's bigger, like a like a much, much bigger map. Like, you know, like a few different cities and you have to travel to different cities and your building's more interactive and there's more people walking around. Like, obviously, you have to have, like, your engine has to be fucking top-notch and you have to have, it has to be, like, playable yeah. on a console. But, like, a world like that and the other thing would be like you I would really like to concentrate on like your main character is sort of like a younger like maybe even like a like a 19 20 year old like it's like for example Grand, like Grand Theft Auto it, it's always like an older bloke and there's never games that are sort of like concentrate on a younger people like like let's say like it's a game and it's like a like 20 year old and like you know he might be attending university or something like that and then just shit happens and then you know he gets involved in like a gang or something, or he gets involved in, like, um, like, you know, he might, like, in the game, he might be able to choose to, like, work for some huge corporation, and then there's corruption that goes down in that, and then you can, like, you know, murder people, and there's, like, you're doing all these heists, and then, like, that sort of, like, I'd like to do a game where there's, like, so many different ways you can go about it. Like, with Grand Theft Auto, with the story itself, you have to go on this specific route sort of thing. Like and yeah. I, well, isn't there on the online at the moment? Is it isn't there that I, I don't know the exact name of the game, but it's like called like Second Life or something, mm. where it's basically people just play this game more than they actually spend living their own lives. But you can actually create virtual businesses in this game and create a make a living from just playing this game. Oh really? Like creating businesses and whatnot within this game. And they have actual, like, uh, real estate in the game where it costs real money. And there was something like someone bought a nightclub for, like, two and a half real million dollars. Holy shit. In this game. Like, it's a legit thing. Is that sort of what you mean? Like, this sort of... It's basically just so free and open. You can do anything you want. Yeah, basically. Like, obviously, like, with... Cause yeah, it's, it's, it is Second Life. That's what it is. Um, Like... The graphics, from what I can see, the graphics are shit and all that sort of shit is, yeah. like, it's pretty bad. But, like, you could really control it. Like, let's say you did, like, two or three key cities on this main island. Like, you know, bigger than what even the Grand Theft Auto Five map is. And, like, you know, you, there's different things you can do and you, you do so much where it's, like, it doesn't seem to, okay, let's chuck a forest in here for the sake of we need a forest on the island. But it makes sense. And then, the, because you can press it, you can have these different sort of. Um, you can actually create a game that feels like an like a real full on, 
open world game. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, I really think it, like, it'd be really, like, and I think it needs more, like, what's the word? Like, one thing I liked about Grand Theft Auto is that it was really, it was really real. Like, the, the gameplay is something, like, it's one of the best things in the game. Like, the storyline is great. A lot of the shit you can do is great. But the gameplay really makes the game. Like, I would want it to make it more like Grand Theft Auto more than it is The Sims. Does that make sense? Like, you can do all this stuff, but I really think it needs to be like an... To really actually be a good game, you have to be able to, like, you know, drive cars and shit people and, you know, all that sort of stuff. Okay. Like, it needs yeah. to have... Uh, like... Like, okay, one thing I would do, like, let's say I was doing the game, one thing I'd do is um, to have, like, your main character, like, let's say you can play as a boy or a girl, like, whatever, but, like, it's basing your character to sort of be a bit, not violent, but, like, you're able to fight, you're able to fight, but I would add, like, a bit more, like, sort of, like, a, a decent, like, fighting, you're able to sort of, like, choose your, I guess, in quotation, signature moves, like, you know, you're able to do, like, specific, um, kicks or like specific like punches or specific takedowns and shit like that that suits the character you want to create but like part of their personality is you know they're going to be able to fight and defend themselves do you know what i mean yeah okay like yeah. like a good fighting engine in a way like because yeah. I, I think that's one thing Grand Theft Auto like really like lacked like you can just beat the shit out of someone like punch 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 all that sort of shit but like it was really lacking yeah it seems a bit clunky at times yeah, like it's it, not it doesn't feel as free as some other games no. yeah. one of the things like Grand Theft Auto is you're able to drive a car and hit people and they just go flying and there's something really satisfying about that like because the engine they use mm. it's the similar it's like it's Euphoria I think it is something like that Hayden was telling me a while ago but like mm. it's one of the best sort of like engines for that for like to like real movements and shit like that and, like, people jumping out of the way, it was, like, really realistic and all that sort of shit. I think all those little details really add up. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Like, I was, yeah, this, and, but, yeah, if that's, if I made a game and the resources were there, it'd be a huge open world game where you can do all that sort of shit. Like, I'm, like, at least, like, like, you'd have to have, like, a fair few different avenues, like, 12 different avenues. Like, for example, you could become a sports star or a... Um, like a movie or TV star or run a business or join a gang or like just like there'd be like you'd have to have like 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 a, like a decent amount of different ways you can go about things like in like yeah. in games like RuneScape how like how can you go about your game like pretty damn like is, is there a million ways to play your game realistically if you started again could you play it like a million different ways do you know what I mean? Like the way you go through the game. Yeah, if you wanted, yeah, definitely. Like there's there's people that do what is called being a pure, mm. where they only train one specific skill and they try and complete as much of the game as they can, only getting levels in one skill. And there's some people that will get like highest uh, skill, like highest level possible in like um, hit points or something, but they've never actually attacked a mob in the entire game they just do like mini games or something and get xp lamps mm -hmm. which is just such such a grind like it would take forever but it's you know it's what they do and then at the end you get the cape untrimmed and when people look at your stats they see that you've spent all of your time doing this one thing and it's like okay yeah cool that's pretty awesome <laughs> that's interesting it's it's like before we finish up i would i really want to say how um Games can be a very social thing. Like, it's really, like... It seems like a very introverted sh thing. I'm playing... I'm just at home playing games. But, like... Some... Like, a lot of people, like... Their... Their whole... Friendship base is online. On video games. Yeah. And, like... It wasn't for me. Because, like, you know... I didn't have internet connected to my thing. But, like, a lot of people, like... You know, playing World of Warcraft and League of Legends. And even RuneScape. And even... Even to an extent, Minecraft. And all that sort of shit. People make... Meet their best friends on there. And, like, there's a very, it's, like, because in real life, like, for example, me, making new friends, it's, like, all well, for us, it's, like, okay, you got to go down to the club and have a beer with someone, or it's people from school, and that's it. 
Like, it's really hard to make friends. Yeah. But with, on, like, this whole, like, online world of games, it's pretty... It's not easy to make friends, but it opens up this whole new way of developing friendships with people. Yeah. Because it's like, if, if you find someone in a game, you're playing the same game, well, then you've already got something in, in common yeah. straight away, like instantly. You've got something to relate to. Whereas if you go down to the pub and you're having a drink with someone, it's like, well, okay, you like to go to pubs. That's that. Like, you know, you don't really have much to talk about. Like, oh, do you come here often? Yeah, exactly. Is that your opening line? Whereas in a game, it's like, oh, okay, I can see your stats. Like, you played this way, which means, you know, you spent this much time doing this and all that sort of stuff. So it's like you can, there's a lot more you can talk about with that sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. And it's a real, like, I really, I would really like to get back, like, get into video games, but I'm just too busy running this fantastic company I've got. You know, it's a, mm. it's a full-time job. Even though I'm making no money on it. The only money I'm making is you paying me 10 bucks a month, which is really, not not you. Wait, no, not you, because you, because it's, it's Brad on my, on We Plus, on We Plus, everyone. Um, we've got a, you know, you can pay me 10 bucks for early access or five bucks for early access and you get, that's it. But I need the money, please. I need to, I need to hire someone to like help me. I need to support myself. I'm putting so much hours into this shitty little company, this shitty little podcast. No listeners. Um, this is a ramble about how sad my life is because nobody's watching my content. No viewers on Marty. This is really sad. I'm going to, it's. I've been crying for the last 30 seconds. Oh, Chris. No, but um, we have a lot of good time on this podcast. I I, I yeah. think it's good to, you know. We enjoy it. Yeah, we enjoy it. And we hope you all enjoy it as well. Um, let's let's say goodbye to our, our six viewers. Bye, friends. Bye, Jerry. Bye, Stephen. Bye, Gerald. Bye, Jemima. Jemima. Bye, Pete. Pete. Our, and by Frederick. Is that seven? Seven, is it? Oh, okay. No, Frederick, fuck off. We don't want you. <laughs> oh, good shit. This has been a We Are On We production. Head to onwe.tv for more.